welcome to the North Witch Podcast with your hosts, Azariel Flame and Sandra Von Hollen. In this podcast, we explore all the things that can help us to be better and improve our lives in body, mind, and spirit. Looking at everything from witchcraft, sorcery, woo-woo, spirituality, biohacking, the mundane, and everything in between. We occasionally have on guests from various backgrounds, practices, and philosophies. We welcome everyone from all walks of life, from the left-hand path to the right-hand path, from the medical to the holistic, from the woo-woo to the scientific and everything in between. We have conversations and discussions about our experiences over the years, what works for us, what hasn't worked, and explore new theories and science, trying them out, seeing what works, and debunking what doesn't. Thank you for joining us on this wicked adventure along the crooked path as we adventure into the mysterious and wonderful world and welcome what truly works for us to become better witches, sorcerers, magicians, and our best selves so that we can live our best lives. May these conversations help you to ignite the light within. The views expressed by our guests on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of us here at Northwich Magic Co. All of the information shared on this podcast is anecdotal and shared for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute medical or financial advice. Always consult a doctor, physician, or professional in their field before trying any of the things that may be discussed on this channel. Magic and holistic healing should work alongside allopathic care when necessary. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Northwich Podcast. On today's episode, we have back Alexander Moore from Practical Occult. Alexander is a coach and instructor of the Occult and Esoteric Arts, and if you are wanting to upgrade your practice, he is the man you want to see. He's the inventor of what he calls the Sorceress Method, and he is helping experienced sorcerers all around the world to level up and up their game and so if you want to learn more, check out practicalocult.com. And how's it going today, Alex? It's going fantastic. I am I'm living the life I try to teach other people to live. Fantastic. <laughs> That's, great. That's great news. It's exactly what we want to hear. So it's been about eight, nine months, I think, since we had you on the show. And yep. you had been, you know, diving into some new methods and some new experiments to you know get things rocking and rolling and you were really just kind of starting to begin the sorceress method and training other uh, witches and sorcerers around the world on how to actually apply the knowledge that they have rather than you know just be in the armchair so to speak um, how have things developed for you over the last eight months and what insights do you have to share with us today well i mean <laughs> to to say I'm proud of my students is actually the understatement of the year. I mean, I've seen people go from one level of life where things were pretty good or in some cases kind of shitty to in less than a year with with magic applied properly change their lives. I mean, I've I've seen miracles, dude. Like I've seen my students go from genuinely unsure about anything except for the fact that magic is real to having a charmed life like they always wanted to. You know, I mean, I, I, I've had to, I've had to evolve and fine tune some things in my methods, of course, as you will for, for anything that you do for that long and for different individual people. But I mean, dude, it's, it's, it, 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 the thing that I come away with the most is seeing that truly it is not necessarily just the system of magic you do, but what you do with it that counts because, I mean, I've had people who like just just for some clarification, I'm a I'm a lion skin belt Goetia doer person, for instance. Like I have all the tools, all the stuff. 
everything you need to have to do the thing the grimoire way and i've done i've been lucky enough to train in certain kinds of traditional witchcraft a lot of um, a north american folk magic conjure and stuff i've been lucky with mentors i've had in my life but when i started this i had i i had sort of a more a more heavy preference for traditional magic kind of view because it was what i had seen so far in my life change the most and man i'm telling you i've seen people who came to me they're like i do insert random chaos magic thing here that i didn't hear about you know i do the gateway experience from the Monroe institute i do this that and the other random things that either i didn't know about or i had to be honest very little respect for and i've seen people use those methods to change their lives just with applying them correctly so you know i've been humbled and i've learned probably as much from my students as they've learned from me just isn't that so key though it's so great what we all can learn from each other and as long as we're open to learning it's endless it's okay. so fantastic to what to use other modalities and we're actually used to using and then just totally up leveling it's fantastic oh agreed i mean you have to be a lifelong learner in in magic as with anything else right i mean it's like right? um, you know, I, I, one of my hobbies is I'm a guitar player, for instance, and some of the best guitarists I know go to workshops still after, you know, learning for 30 years, they'll go to the new thing or they'll take new classes online or they'll do whatever. And I'm kind of the same. I mean, if I see like a, a magic course online and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll drop, I'll drop 50, 60 bucks on this. And if I walk away with one new trick that was worth the price of admission for me, because totally. Looking for all the nuggets everywhere. There's so many. You have to. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing, right? Like I, I teach people who come to me at, at what I hope to be an intermediate level. Like there are plenty of people who will teach you from the ground up. That's not me. Like I'm not the guy who's going to teach you basic math in that way. I have nothing but respect for those people, but I feel like there's not enough that comes after. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of people want to go find the, the witch in the woods to teach them and stuff. And that's great. You know, again, I've been, I've learned face-to-face -face with a bunch of mentors in my life and I realize how lucky I am for that but also how rare that is because sometimes you just don't you know it depends on where you live I mean you know shit if you live in like the middle of an urban area and you're like I want to learn eastern European witchcraft and I live in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania well, you know you're not gonna you, yeah. you know you gotta go you gotta learn different languages you gotta do all this stuff and some people did that I was lucky enough to learn many things and um it's also it's weird actually something something that I've been I've been saying to people that that they've not liked very much on Instagram is um, like I recommended this automatic writing practice uh, to people to do to speak to their spirits if they're having a hard time hearing them or seeing them and you know, really get into like a trance state and do that and there are plenty of methods to do that and they all seem kind of woo woo and people were kind of uh, they're kind of shit talking me for it and I, I was kind of laughing because I learned these methods initially from the most deep down south conjure woman you'd ever meet. I mean, she was that thing and she and she could do wild shit. She could do Harry Hyatt level, you know, folklore shit. But she'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, I sit down and I talk to Jesus with my pen and my pen or my pen and my paper. And she could learn things from you. She could know your secrets. You know, she could look like she was taking notes across the room and she would she would be able to read you for filth, literally and figuratively. And just that kind of stuff. And so I kind of brought up, I'm like, you know, just because it's packaged in like a new agey package, you have to think about like, if, 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 if a shaman from Nepal were to say the same thing to me, would I immediately be like, oh no, you are, you are the man, you're the best, you know what you're talking about because you're exotic. Isn't that kind of insulting? Like, isn't that, 
kind of a a, a shitty thing to do because you don't know if that guy's any good, especially like th there's where the language barrier comes in. You don't know how good the exotic person is until they prove it. Right. But if there's a $15 book you can buy and then test yourself, what are you, you got 15 bucks in a couple hours of your time? I'm just saying, you know, but people, people, <laughs> need to, people need to be given that sort of thing. They need to be given that sort of straight talk about like, you know, it's, it's, it's so much about the effort you put into training certain skills because so many systems train the same thing right like i'll give you a perfect example <clears throat> you go to you go to learn traditional witchcraft from someone who is a traditional witch they're going to focus a lot on astral projection being being good at it like for real good at it not like i've achieved this once or twice like no i can do this effectively and reliably and i can go reach out and touch you with it you know what i mean they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna teach you how to talk to the spirits of plants they're going to teach you how to do sympathetic magic and effectively anchor a part of someone's soul into a poppet, say. They're going to teach you all that stuff. Gateway experience from the Monroe Institute. Astral projection. Speaking to your non-physical friends. Taking energy from living things and putting them elsewhere. These are these are one-to-one -one the same skills, having done both. Yeah. They are objectively the same thing, but people will poo-poo something they can get you know transported to their home via like audio files but they're also the same people who are never going to be willing to you know go trek through eastern europe to find a witch that'll teach them so it's excuses and i am glad that part of the thing i teach my students and that they have taught me is that you know you need to look deeper you need to figure out what actually works and then apply it because if you don't you're going to be stuck where you are and that's another thing i keep seeing in in occultists especially after you teach people after you teach them and you take them from one stage to life-changing shit i mean we're talking about doubling your income getting the partner of your dreams getting in good shape losing all this weight stopping illness i mean i've seen them do all of these things and more by being awesome. diligent diligent and so consistently doing Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I give them practices, literally, you know, because like a good example, a lot of the, the first few lessons of the method are identical. The first four methods are going to be the same for everybody because I have people build spirit houses. I have people, you know, contact certain beings and do certain things, depending on what their traditions are, that creates that they, they, they lower, they raise your floor of failure. They make it so that even if you fuck something up, you can never fail as low as you could have previously. And for a lot of people, that's the difference by itself between success and failure. And I have them maintain these things. Cause I mean, I also, you know, I have people who they have jobs, they have families, they got shit to do. They're not like me where you're a, you're, this is all I do. So I can, I have the luxury of training magic as much as I like, you know, so they'll, you they'll, really are living the dream. I, I, I quite am, but that's the thing. I, this is, <laughs> this is my only income and I have made my, I'm, I'm not the wealthiest man on earth, but I'm doing better than I ever have before in anything else. And you know, I tell people, I'm like, you know, your dreams can be made your dreams. The magic will do it if you continually apply the magic. But also, it's also like not being too proud to admit that sometimes one spell isn't going to do it. Like sometimes you're going to have to stack months and months worth of workings to get something. I'll give you an example. Not, I, never, I never name my clients, but, you know, uh, dude wanted the girlfriend. And that's another thing. In client work in general, whether I'm coaching or whether I'm doing divinations or whether I'm doing spells for people, the 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 romance question is the hardest in the <laughs> industry. So you know, guy want guy wants the the ideal girlfriend. Guy is 
fuck ugly. You know, we're talking about just just depressing, <laughs> right? Like this this man is starting at like Danny DeVito levels of 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 you know handicap with no wealth of any kind to speak of, other than that he can, other than he's good enough that he can afford you know me my hourly rate. So over eight months, we walked him through. You know, this is the magic that loses the weight. This is the magic that gets you a discount at the dentist because you don't have you know the best dental insurance to give you the the teeth the straighter teeth that you need. This is the magic that clears your skin up. This is the magic that does this. And then, you know, he's, he's, he's making more money. He's doing the stuff. He's getting spiritual. He's getting his, his spirits ongoing. You know, we do the magic. This is the magic that summons the kind of lover you want. Because I don't teach compulsory love magic. It works. I'll never be the guy that tells you it doesn't work because I don't lie to people. That's another thing I see a lot in, in the occult sphere. They will they'll lie. Like, oh, there's no magic that influences the will of other people. This is a lie. I'm not saying you should do it, but if you're foolish enough to think it doesn't exist, you can't defend against it. But it's so, so I teach him all this. You know, we work through this again, month after month, seeing this guy's progress, seeing him crush it harder at his job, seeing him get promotions twice in a year when they hardly get promotions at his particular industry once every four. You know, he's losing the weight, he summons the partner he wants, but it's not over yet. And he was kind of like, well, I don't know, things aren't going the way. Like I went on a couple of dates, I'm not going that well. And I'm like, you think it's over? The, pri the price of glorious life is constant battle, my friend. <laughs> like, you must. <laughs> so, you know, strife is strife is your friend. Strife is your girlfriend. That's not your girlfriend. <laughs> like, you know, that's what I do. But I tell them, like, you know, okay, you're going to do you're gonna do magic. You're going to dream incubate. You're going to dream about what you need to do, to, what you need to say to win her heart, what you need to do to do this correctly. You're going to do magic to ask all of the hard questions. And he did. And I look forward to them being engaged next year because that's that's his new... That's his new oh, project. fantastic. Because I also, I teach people strategies about how to live magically. Yeah. Like if you were to break it down to what I teach into one sentence, I teach you how to live magically. And, and that, that should be the goal. <laughs> it, it should be. But the thing is, it, it, it's a practice. You know, none of us are perfect. I'm not perfect about that. I'm not, I don't wake up every day and go, oh, well, I'm eating, I'm eating a bowl of Cheerios. How am I going to magically make this? I should. I should be like, how am I going to literally enchant this food that I'm going to eat to train the water in my body to make my metabolism better? I should do that. We should all do that every time you consume water or any kind of any kind of food. You should enchant it to, to be to be more awesome. You should store your food in magical containers that you put servitors in to make it healthier, to remove toxins or whatever. You should do all these things. Do I remember to? No. <laughs> do I try to? Yes. And when I succeed, I do well. You know? So. But but it's it's it it is the practice of living that way and not panicking. Because another thing I teach is how to workshop failure. Because believe me, we've had to do a lot of that over the past few months. Not every spell succeeds, and you know these the clients of mine they're hinging their careers sometimes on these big magical leaps. You know, not that they don't do the work mundanely to to build and structure everything. But they're hinging, you know, like, okay, well, you know, I, ho I hope I did the magic to make my boss give me this promotion. You know, I hope it works because that's really what it comes down to. But there have been times when it didn't. And so we have and to do that. You, you, you workshop it. You do your divination. You ask why. Like, I'll do the divination and then they'll do the divination at the same time, usually on Zoom. And we'll, 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 we'll workshop it from there. You know, we'll ask why it didn't work, what you didn't know, what you could have known, what you could have done more of. And then there's magic. This is where things get a little bit bold, claimy, but I will happily stand on this. Then you do magic to fix the past. You do magic so that you didn't fuck up as bad as you think you did. 
And that shit will work in ways that will always shock you. But again, it's one of those big things that can tell you've done it, you don't know. But if you've done it enough, if you've road opened in the past enough for yourself, you know, whatever, whoever your road opening guy is, you know, for me, it's St. Peter, among others. But even that expedite will do that too, you know? I mean, how does he get things to happen so quickly if he can't affect the past? So, you know, things like that. But, you know, but but I'll say that kind of thing. And a lot of it is 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 things that I was lucky enough to be taught by people that a lot of people, I don't, I don't see people talking about. I don't see people talking. And I'm not saying that they should in like 101 courses. But, you know, it's the whole, what do they not tell you in the books kind of thing. For sure. And, you know, it's one of those things where you can have all of the the knowledge too, but if you don't have the mileage to go along with it, you're, you're not ever going to work out those kinks. So it's, you know, like we were talking last time you were on the show, some people, you know, they have all these books, and but they've been sitting in the armchair for so long that, you know, all they have is a really good theory. They don't have, you know, the mileage to back it up. And once you start doing that, that's where you, you know, you really start to flourish and you can start doing these experiments. Like once you realize that time isn't linear, like you said, or that you can, you know, do a spell on the past and it will profoundly change your future, you know, the wheels really start to get turning on where to go next. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, even other concepts like applied animism, realizing that, in my opinion, in my experience, everything has a spirit, not just plants or or or, or natural things, but like your cell phone has a spirit, your your computer has a spirit, everything. I mean, if you don't, you know, it's like, a, you know, a good example is I, I do playing card divination, rather than tarot. It's, it's how I do it. And um, I learned playing card divination from uh, Charles Porterfield's books and his in, in, a, in, a, in an online class he did. And one of the things he talked about was, um, you know, he uses cards for spells. You know, like every card has a divinatory meaning and it also has a spell associated with it. And because a deck of playing cards is like a dollar fifty, you don't care about burning your ace of hearts in a spell. Whereas, like, if you're a tarot guy and you spend one hundred and twenty dollars on that beautiful, you are not going to be like, I'm going to light the world card on fire to light my world on fire. You're not going to do that. <laughs> You're going to be like, I'll buy this $17, maybe cheapy deck. But like, I told people that and they're like, oh, well, but that's a man-made thing. I'm like, if you don't think <laughs> that things that are made by people, things that are made in sweatshops or factories where people are happy to be there, don't contain energy. I'll give you another thing. This is the thing that I've been told by a couple of playing card people. How old is the Joker card? The Joker card is less than a century old, but in your mind, he's always been there. Yeah. yeah and he fair. will always be there because there's a spirit in there that's clever. And if you get to know that spirit, you can learn a whole lot and you can summon that spirit to do a number of things. But it's like, you know, teaching people these things, walking them through that, because a lot of people who have come to me will have understandably rigid opinions about how magic works because they've they've only learned from courses or books and to be honest, a lot of them haven't applied it that much. It's like I told you last time, I have people trained to failure with, with the magic. I'll be like, okay, there's and then we're going we're gonna to get 10 things. One is extremely mundane. You're going to see a white cat or whatever. And the 10th thing is you're going to be the emperor of the moon. And you will do a spell for all 10 of these things, one after the other. And, and the level you fail at is where you are. And that's where we go from there. You know, and and people, it's it's humbling. I I still to this day do that training to. That's another thing. I don't teach anything I don't do. You got to figure That's out great. where you are, and sometimes sometimes swinging for things that you don't think you can get, 
and then you fail and then you workshop it. Well, why can't I be the emperor of the moon? Because there's no oxygen on the moon, Alex. That's why you can't be the emperor of the moon. Because the lunar spirits are like, not going to let that happen, Alex, my dude. But, but, actually, but, but asking these questions, being that person who's willing to be like, no, fuck it. Am I magical or am I not? Is this really real or is it not? Because that's another thing I tell people. I'm like, are you or are you not spending $300 an hour to talk to me about magic? You must believe in it to some degree. I will help you prove it to yourself. So you will live and breathe and understand perceived in the world magically you know i mean i've taken people who couldn't see spirits or hear spirits at all and in eight months they have had experiences where they have seen them very tangibly but the thing is i tell you the truth about how that's taught you know i'm not going to be like oh it's it's one or the other you know here, here's 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 a bit of a, a bit of a sample you train the automatic writing to hear spirits because when you because you know you're writing it down you're writing it down you hear the voice in your head when you're writing well, if it's not your voice that you're hearing, it's not you moving your hand. If you're thinking, wow, this is happening in front of me and there's a spirit riding my hand and it's actually doing this, this is fucking crazy. I'm seeing all this stuff. This isn't my handwriting. You're starting to get there. Do that enough. Eventually, you're going to be like chilling alone at home at night. Like, Alex, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're going to you're going to get startled. You, know, you, you train your psychic vision internally, astrally again and again and again and you're going to think you're daydreaming you're going to think you're making shit up you're going to think this or the other thing but then eventually you're going to turn a corner and there's going to be someone standing there and it's not a person but it's also about training you know it's about doing it's about doing the hard thing you know you want to be an athletic level magician by practicing two spells a month that's not how that works well exactly training and, and trusting Oh, yeah. One oh, of the yeah. things that I do is I relate it to martial arts. You know, you would never, ever walk into the jujitsu studio or the karate studio and walk up and go, okay, I'm a black belt today. Show, show me the final katas. No, you're going to go and you're, you're going to start at white belt and you're going to train an hour or two a day for a year or two. And then you're going to get maybe up to your next belt and then you're going to do the same thing over but you're going to train it over and over and over and actually refine it and get good at it. And, you know, I love using karate as the thing because, you know, everyone's been to the karate class where you're standing there with your fist out and your sensei comes over and he moves your fist half a centimeter and twists it just a little bit and then goes, okay, now you're good. You know, it's the <laughs> same with your magic. You might know how to hold that fist out or put that candle on that altar, but you might not know the subtle nuance of why it's not working, right? sure but i mean if you want to compare martial arts too going back to the thing i said about people and judging systems so i i'm by no means still a martial artist but i did do kickboxing when i was younger and there was a really good boxing gym like western boxing gym near me and i was like no 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 i want to do kickboxing because they use their whole body and it's going to be better because there's kicks in kickboxing and the one guy at the boxing gym, he, he, he wasn't, he was, he was an, he was an older guy. And he said to me, he's like, oh, you know, you know, that's fine. But you wait. He's like, you know, in five years time, 10 years time, a lot of MMA people will start to be going to boxers and asking what's up. A lot of jujitsu people will go to college wrestlers and ask what's up because it's all about using the body to fight. But if someone's got a trick you don't have, they still have that trick you don't have. And, uh, you know lo and behold he was right and so i've seen the same thing because because everything goes in cycles right everything goes in trends and fads and everything so you know it was it's tantra for a while and then it's folk magic and then it's ceremonial magic then it's atrs then it's this that and the other but at the end of the day um 
there are there are stereotypes that we hold about the effic the efficacy of certain systems that we have never had we've never seen proven you know what i mean like using myself as an example uh when i was a kid growing up because i was lucky enough to have parents who do magic to teach me i was like oh well you know there's 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 no wiccan that can do real magic because they don't do this that, and the other well you know then i met a few that did conjure that did hoodoo that had like a structured practicum behind them and i had been doing folk magic as well and so i understood that i saw that and i'm like wait a minute you're doing conjure like no i'm doing i'm doing witchcraft like well no 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 now you got your high john root and you got your candles and you got your this now you are doing conjure and they're like no that's not what i heard it called i just know it works then you're you're face to face with you being a dumbass you're face to face with being like fuck he's 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 threefold law motherfuckers can do what i can do <laughs> i'm not that cool anymore <laughs> like i'm not that slick anymore what the hell now, of course, you know, a couple of them that I talked to would tell you the truth. They would take you behind closed doors and be like, that threefold law shit is not real. We just say that so that no one's mad at us during the satanic panic, right? Like they would do shit like that. Some of them anyway. I'm sure there were people who were every bit as cringe as we think, but the point still stands. You have to look at the fact that the most successful people, and here's another thing. I was asked by a colleague of mine, dear friend, okay, man, at the end of it all, what's the most powerful magic? What's the best magic? And I'm like, fuck. And I and I hated that because like I'm in a Discord server, a number, but I'm in a Discord server with the Gateway Experience Monroe tapes people. And it is the it is the least occult magical oriented thing, but they teach you all the core skills. I've seen more success stories in that server about people changing their lives. You know, oh, I lost 80 pounds in four months. Oh, I got a girlfriend. Oh, I got a boyfriend. Oh, I got married. Oh, I got engaged. I got the great job. I healed my cancer. I've seen all that in there more than anywhere else ever in my life. Like just the sheer numbers of people and people with receipts, people who will be like, this is my x-ray. This is my new x-ray. You know, photographic evidence of like the cancer is gone. I'm like, holy shit. And I'm over here like, I would chant for four hours in a circle after fasting for three days, hoping a demon would show up to fix cancer. And this motherfucker did it after training the same thing for a year every day interesting so you know but you see that and so at the end of the day i don't really have that answer but i know what i've seen and i know the answer is not what you think because not and i'm not even trying to say this in a disparaging way but there are a lot of people who practice very traditional forms of magic whose lives are absolute shit shows and i don't mean wealth is not my goal i'm the witch of the forest and i can make trees move with my mind i mean I live in my mother's basement, but, I, but I'm grand high, whatever of this, of this thing. And uh, my magic is amazing, but I've, I haven't been, you know, I haven't seen a woman, let alone touched one in five years. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And you're like, is it though? Yeah. Like, is it though? I mean, again, maybe people from the country you learned it from are, are, are slick, but are you like, this is the thing. I mean, by, by their works, you should know them. Right. But, but maybe Mama Cook's really good and has a nice listen, basement. There is nothing wrong with a nice ass basement, but that's not the basement we're talking about. We all know <laughs> there are there are levels of basement, just like there's levels of magic. You know, is that a finished exactly. basement? Does that have a dirt floor? Is that a is that a is that a hovel rather than a basement? You know what I mean? Like, right? My mother's hovel. <laughs> But like, well, and they're probably really, really good at you know doing a little money spell and throwing out a GoFundMe to get fifteen bucks for beer on their birthday. But are Stop they really, it. really living the life, right? <laughs> no, but like, but on the real, that that is a thing that people don't fucking talk about enough. 
And again, I'm not saying that, that, that material wealth is the end-all be-all of success. It's the same thing I teach my students. An uncanny life is the end-all be-all of proof because it exists with whatever form it takes for that individual. But you know it when you see it. You know, just like you know magic when you feel it. You know it when you see it. You're like, that dude, that chick, their life is astonishing. They're the kind of person who doesn't just fail upwards, but like skyrocket fails upwards in industries. Maybe some magic going on there. You know what I mean? You know, there was a there was a Thai sorcerer card called Four Salaton who before he died, he had something like 60 wives and was like famous for all this like amazing love magic he would do. That that is 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 a magician that did the thing. You know, like, but when I have people come to me, they're like, I don't know, could I really do that? And I'm always like, what one person has done, another can do. You have to believe that you can do it. You have to know that you can do it. Because again, the same thing I ask them, all the things you want in the world exist. They're all out there. Why can they not be yours? You're crushed. There was someone else right now. Sounds like your fault. Sounds like you didn't, uh, sounds like you failed to act. Don't fail twice. Do you know? Do the thing. I promise you, it hurts at first, but it works. Again, we court strife. We court the discomfort of, of realizing that we weren't the magician we thought we were, maybe. But that's that's the first step to becoming that thing. And you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it. Like you have to force yourself to step through that door. And, you know, when you hit that wall and then you realize, oh, fuck, this is actually just a locked door. And then you find that key. Then you unlock the door and then you walk through it. And it's like, oh, there's like a whole other life on this other side. And here I was thinking that that door was a wall, right? Like it's. Oh, 100%, man. And like, that's one of the things that's been the, been the most rewarding about teaching these people. Because again, all walks of life, different countries across the planet, all kinds of people from different different cultures, different goals, different everything coming together using different kinds of magic to achieve the same level of awesome result. Like I've had a couple of clients who've graduated, so to speak, because they no longer need what I teach. They learned everything, they applied everything and they got everything they needed and they moved on with their lives. And I keep in touch with them, but like, I mean, I mean, dude, we're talking about like <laughs> my birthday and Christmas every year is, is, is like, like this, like this Christmas, I got gifts from clients because they were like, you know, I, I did this because of what you taught me. You know, that is, that is worth and more, I mean, in a more wholesome way than I even expected. Like, I am so deeply proud of that. Such validation, right? That's so good. Well, so good. Like, I made the world a more magical place. Mm -hmm. Like I unironically put more magic in the world by making people better at magic. Yeah, absolutely. That leads into my question that I'm asking everyone on this season's podcasts is what is your ripple? Because my word for 2023 is ripple. So I like to know what ripple everyone is going to do for 2023. So I think you just kind of answered that for us, Alex. No, I mean, that 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 that, that is my hope. That is my hope. Because I mean, again, do I like the paycheck? Yeah, I do. Do I like what I learned from them and the things that I learned how to train? Totally. But like do i like because that, that's another thing too like as someone who grew up around magic i was i always felt uniquely fortunate that i never labored under the burden of proof my folks proved it to me as a kid that it worked they didn't let me take my word their word for it they showed me 
and from there that has always been a thing like i i, I try to explain to some students um the idea of a virtue versus a vice in terms of what it can do for you like vices feed you it's 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 not it's not a shameful thing to say it does you know even even bad things you know like if you've ever struck someone out of anger it feels righteous in the moment but it does you feel good you know if you get laid you feel good you know you you overeat you you you, you go get drunk you feel good your vice feeds you but your virtue regenerates you you know and my virtue for my whole life was faith in magic a core faith that like mystics have in their religion i have in magic so every time i see this it is faith affirming it has regenerated me time and again i've never been happier in my life on a pure level because i traffic in miracles by handing them to other people handing them the tools to make this happen that's so good that's just a whole pile of goodness right there So then that actually kind of leads into my question that I'm asking everybody this season. And I'll do it a little bit different for you because the question is for everyone else is going to be, you know, what is one to three things that you have seen and done with magic that made you truly believe that this is real and that you want to practice it. But being that you have, you know, lived your life that way, I think it's a lot more fitting to say, what are three things or, you know, down to one thing that you would suggest other people do so that they can become as faithful in magic or believe that it is real, something that they can actually do right now to begin to change their life. I'll give you I'll give you three in a, in a tiered order. The first one is the hard one. Learn to astral project. It's It sucks. Takes forever. Nobody's nobody is truly good at it. Anyone who tells you like, oh yeah, I have been a master at this since the first time I tried. I'm like, you lie to me, sir. Um, <laughs> no, learn to astral project, learn to get good at it. Um, there's a book called The Mentalist's Handbook by Clint Marsh. It is one of the best resources on not just how to develop yourself psychically effectively uh, that I've ever seen, but it teaches an astral projection technique that can be built into so much else when it comes to true witchcraft and true conjure and true magic. Like it's it, I, I recommend it to, to everybody. Like I probably have I probably have spiked that man's earnings and he doesn't even know me. So Clint Marsh, if you ever see this, thank you. You need to add me. that on the end of the podcast. Yeah. No, it's really it's it, it is it is I swear by that book. It's so good. Um the second thing you could do is road opening. Road opening spells, in my opinion, are the most important spells in 2023. Roads are created, destroyed, renewed, renamed every instant of every day with the digital world. Road open for something that you really want. Road open for better luck. Road open for better success. Close roads to failure. You know, another thing good. I teach in my training is like we actively curse spirits of failure. We actively curse spirits of disease. We take... Because again, everything has a spirit. Everything is animistically true. If you are capable of astral projection in a real way, you can see what I'm talking about. You can go and find them. You can go and fight them. You know, a lot of uh, traditions of various kinds of witchcraft in in Europe, the the, the Benedante and the Malandante in Italy. You know, yeah, they fought each other, but the Malandante would summon spirits of pestilence and disease and shit. And the Benedante would fight them. They would they would fight those spirits, not just the people that sent them. So if those spirits can be summoned, then they exist. So spirits of bad luck exist. And if they cling to you, and everyone knows somebody, right, who just has a pall over them, curse those things. Make them afraid of you. Make them never want to darken your door. I mean, take war to them. 
in in a way that frightens you a little bit, refuse to suffer under their yoke ever. But if someone didn't tell you that it was possible, you may never have thought it was possible. But that's, a, that's one thing I teach my students. It's a free thing I'm happy to give out. Do that and wait a month and you will see everything in your life enhance. And I guess another thing, to make a person believe in magic, to really prove it, to, I'm, 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 between, I'm between two, but I said I'd give you three. I think that another thing you could probably do is write down, here's, actually, here, here's, a, here's, here's, a, here's an even better one. People don't have the kind of friends that they that they should have for the most for the most part. People's friendship circles suffer, especially post COVID. Write down the qualities of the friends you want, and do a spell to make better friends. Literally, find more people. I'll give you I'll give you a story from a client of mine, only because I, I won't name her, but she did give me permission to share the story on on podcasts. Um, when I ask my clients, "Where's your scarcity? Like, what is the thing you you hurt for in your life?" She's like, I never really had good friends. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to summon you some friends. So she's a Sailor Moon fan, big anime fan. So she went to each of the seven internal planets and she summoned a female friend to be her lifelong friend that represented qualities of those internal planets. And then she showed me a picture of them all cosplaying as Sailor Moon characters, like from a convention they went to. I have that picture framed on my desk because it's perfect. I mean, if you have the right kind of people in your life again just real friendships there's magic in that as 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 woo woo as that sounds but again you know you look at your life you know let's say you're in your 30s you're busy you got a you got a hard career you're like how do i fucking make friends how do i meet people do that and again put something specific they will be this tall they will have these hobbies they will have these interests you know do that spell bring that specific thing into your life and then every time you talk to that person every time you have an interaction with that person you'll be like well shit i did this <laughs> that's awesome that's fantastic i love that that's you know and i'm speaking as somebody with that type of experience you know we growing up in our age the big movie at the time was practical magic right and there's the little girl that does the spell to summon the guy that doesn't exist and then what do you know at the end she gets it well my thing was i wanted to see if i could actually do that so i did exactly that and i did i came up with my own spell whatever wrote it all down and i wrote down things that should be impossible to have stacked together well i'm married to that person today right and so it that for me is one of my things that this is fucking real like there is no way that i ever would have found this person with these 45 traits that had to coexist right you know there was a book it was a mundane like not a magical book. Uh, it's called The Compound Effect. And it's about how like incremental habits improve your life. And- On my shelf. Is it? Okay, so <laughs> you'll remember in that book, if it's in fact the book I'm thinking of, and I think it is, but I really hope I'm not wrong, uh, where the guy writes down the the qualities of the woman he wants to marry. Yeah. Down to the details about how she would treat waitstaff and stuff. And then he writes down twice as many qualities about the man he has to be to to have her to to keep her and he focused on that so much and he kept going back to it and he like napoleon hill manifested that shit right and so that's a, that's actually an exercise i give my students because again the love life question is is one we tackle we tackle the hard things you know and if they're not in the relationship they want now the worst 
was the client who was married but not in the relationship that he wanted and i knew from session one i'm like oh this is gonna be fucking messy i need to talk to you about divorce magic and like things <laughs> yeah. that'll because i mean it was a situation where i'm like this guy's gonna skyrocket his life and he is not in a healthy relationship and not in a healthy marriage and he's gonna be able to make better choices but the point is that's real dude like you know asking specifically for what you want in life like i said i had people do that i had them write down the kind of person they want, the kind of person they need to be, and enchant for both. Like, because that's another thing. That's the thing a mentor of mine taught me was future enchantment. You know, actively doing spells for so far in the future to spike a stake into the ground of the future landscape of your life that will always pull you towards it, no matter what. You know what I mean? Things like, okay, well, I want to, I don't know, lose this much weight by this much time. And I want that to be a thing. I believe uh, Jason Miller would have called it a micro, a macro enchantment. So, you know, you, you do that and then you are pulled towards it. But even if you start to fuck up, you're going to find that like, oh, I can't eat these, the, 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 the junk food in my house because it suddenly went bad or, you know, I'm just not hungry anymore. Or, you know, all my friends I used to go drinking with are sober now. You know what I mean? Like, you'll, you have things like that happen. But like, that's the thing. I mean, you know, failure proof your life, I guess, is, is, is a great way to put it. You know, give, give yourself the, the honest examination of like, what am I going to do to fuck this up? Like, what am I likely to do to fuck this up? And then <laughs> in chance, you don't do it. <laughs> It makes total sense. So that kind of segues really well into our number one asked question on Patreon after your last interview. And so that was, what is road opening? What is the difference between a road opener and a blockbuster? And then could you maybe give us some of the broad strokes? You don't have to give us a necessary spell or anything, but some of the broad strokes based on road opening, blockbusting, and road closing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll even give you some whole ass spells because it's not that hard to get started. Um. So a road opener literally generates opportunities. So functionally speaking, you are in a business and your, your, your business sells merchandise online and you go, okay, I want to do a road opener so that the clients that will buy my product come to my product. What is happening on a metaphysical level is that they, you know, the, the spirits you're working with, will make pathways astrally as well as physically to those people. They'll see your product. They'll see an ad. They'll be, they'll turn left when they should have turned right one day and they'll find, you know, an advertisement for your product or whatever. And then they'll find their way to your site, word of mouth, all kinds of things. You know, the, 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 the ripples of that go very, very far and you're not going to be able to find them all. And blockbusting is a far more aggressive form of road opening that blow shit up to be honest like a lot of people will use um you know uh dirt from a place that's been dynamited for example or like um recently in my neighborhood there was a house that probably was a meth lab that exploded oh. and, and i got some i got some dirt from that because i'm like well i want explosion house dirt as <laughs> materia but the thing is uh so i i i heard it quoted um by a guy who goes by Hoodoo Moses online, where like, you should be careful about blockbusters. If there's anything in your life you don't want to risk, you probably don't want to do a blockbuster. If nothing in your life is going right and you're okay burning it all to the ground, blockbuster is fine. It'll get you out. 
it'll it'll get you a different life, but it will there will be collateral damage. An example of how that could work, an, an, an ill-advised thing, and I didn't do this, but I've heard enough stories of this same story again and again. So, you know, a person is like, oh, you know, I'm in a relationship that's not very good, and I'm too much of a chicken shit to just break up with them. So I did a road opener for, you know, a better relationship to show up in my life, and it didn't happen because I never leave my house. Right? Like I, You know, I never go looking. Well, fuck it. I'm going to do a blockbuster two weeks later. Well, my girlfriend cheated on me and left me, and the guy she left me with beat me up and stole my car. Um, Yikes. But, you know, when I was at the hospital, I met the cutest fucking nurse. And don't, you know, we're going on a date. Like, like that's a blockbuster, <laughs> right? Like, you got to, you know, that was going to be a little weird. So how to do a road opener really quick. You get, you go to a crossroads, any crossroads that has a dirt either in the middle of it or on the four corners of it if it's paved. You get dirt from each of the corners. You put any or three pennies, depending on your tradition or however you feel into each hole to pay the crossroads spirit for the dirt you take the dirt back you make a you make a miniature crossroads on a fireproof surface you put a candle in the center maybe you add some road opening oil maybe you don't um if you're if you're a psalm type of person you pray psalm 23 so that you know your roads are always open and all that good stuff if you're not you know you do whatever you pray to mercury you pray to ganesh you get um say an expedite going you get um even just saying the spirit of the crossroads from which I took this dirt. Help me open my roads. You get your petition. Maybe you put it under the candle. Maybe you put it under the plate itself if you don't want the petition to light on fire. Because maybe you don't. Um, and then if you're really slick, you get some skeleton keys to open the doors. And you put four of those little tiny bastards. You can get them for super cheap on Amazon. You put one of them at the terminating point of the the, the cross you made with the um, the the soil from the crossroads. You burn the candle down. When it's done, you take all the remains, not the whole plate, unless a plate exploded or something, but you take all the remains in the petition to the crossroads and you cast it in the center of the crossroads. And you're like, I did the spell, make it happen. That's your very, very basic road opener that a lot of people still swear by to this day. And I still do often. Very simple, very effective. Working with a bunch of spirits on a bunch of different levels. And you can't ask for more than that. Now, when it comes to closing roads, this is a complicated thing that a lot of people don't understand really how to handle, and that's cool. So besides closing roads to individual things like failure or disease or anything like that. How about to bad humans? No, no, no. So that's the, I would be kind of careful about that, though. Talk about, be specific. Okay. Be specific about what kind of bad humans you don't want. So you if you, could you choose your bad humans that you want to oh, close yeah. those oh, roads yeah. you, to? You can make them, you can name them even okay. specifically like for example um I had, I had a client pay for a spell to get away from an uh, an abusive ex and i closed the roads of this person to finding her and he was unable to now the, now that ritual is going to be a little more complicated if you're going to close the roads to a specific person you want to have a link to that person maybe you're going to add confusion oils poppy seeds um mustard seeds you know um vandal root any kind of like confusion materia that you prefer you're going to want to add that you're going to want to stack the deck if it's important another thing this is kind of a spicy thing, but I will give it. Um, let's say you have a partner who's hotter than you, like way hotter than you, just fucking amazing. Or you know, you're you're. I, I'll give you two. I'll give you. I'll give you two examples of the same thing. Your working mom at home. You had three kids. You're tired. The babies are loud. Everything's going on. You think, oh man, the husband. He's 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 in shape. He's at the gym. He's doing this thing. The secretary's there. The secretary's at work. Tale as old as time. I'm going to close the roads of that bitch to even looking at him. I'm going to close the roads of that. I'm a, It will never, ever 
happen. It will not happen. I will not lose what is mine. Other side, you know, to, to quote a very, very savage take, um, you know, your, your, your girlfriend's on Instagram. Is she your girlfriend or Instagram's girlfriend? Who gets the cute pictures first? Is it you or the gram? Well, if it's Instagram, her DMs are full. And some of those guys are cuter than you. Some of those guys make more money than you. Some of those guys are funnier than you. Not funnier than me, but funnier than you, maybe. But like, <laughs> you know, so you're like, I'm going to close the roads to her DMs to anyone better than me. <laughs> you know, like people worse than me could totally be there, but people better than me. No, no, I'm not letting that happen. Because sometimes stemming the flow of the thing that will cause you to fail or cause your life to fall apart is a thing. The world is not a kind place. I will always say that. I will always stress that. Sometimes you got to get your hands dirty. I'm not saying you have to be a fucking war criminal with your magic. I'm not saying you have to do compulsory anything. But I am saying that sometimes you need to take sober stock of your life and the likelihood of things going wrong, perhaps with divination as well. And again, being like, do I want to suffer? You know, just, you know, just naming your fears and closing the roads to them coming true is not a terrible idea. And you can do that with the exact same spell, but turn the keys inward to lock them. Okay. Instead of pointing them outward. And then just say, you know, and then saying it, you know what I mean? Like I close the roads, this thing. And instead of bringing the, um, the, the remains back to the crossroads, you'll bury them. And anywhere it doesn't yeah, matter pretty, where. Much, pretty much anywhere honestly but it, you know and we, we can go through details you know what i mean like if the woman who doesn't want her husband to cheat she would probably have a link to him or something and she'd bury it in her backyard to keep him at home that's an old school one right there although be careful audience if you do that and then you end up you know wanting to move house with your partner you're going to want to unearth that shit because he's not going to want to move because he's stuck there that's his place now you know what i mean like yeah so you know but this is the thing, and I think that that's another problem with um, occultists in certain parts of the mainstream where they won't name problems. They, everyone wants everything to be very sanitized and very, oh, I don't want to, we want to say love and light, because at least love and light people will name scarcity, will name problems, you know, we'll be like, oh no, we can, you know, fucking Neville Goddard was more than happy to be like, you know, you, you, you deserve wealth and riches and you don't have it right now. But like, no, a lot of a lot of people because they they want to hedge their bets, right? They don't want to have to tell you the truth that like no, sometimes you're gonna have to fight a little fucking dirty to get what you want. Like what like what do you think you're special? You don't get any strife? No, we court strife in every form it takes. It is your friend. It teaches you. You don't learn any damn thing from ease. You learn everything from when things are hard. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing that, Alex. That was. Very eye-opening, and I'm sure that that more than answers the, you know, the number one question, because I, I must have gotten that at least, you know, three, four dozen times. What the hell is a road opener? How do I do it? And it's like, well, we'll ask him next time he's on. <laughs> you have. And again, that's not the only way to do it, by the way. There are plenty of other ways. That's just the easiest way that if you have a tea light candle and a neighborhood, you can make it happen. Absolutely. And there's lots of, you know, road opening spells available for free online that you can find and oh, yeah. Oh, things yeah. like that. And if you really, really want a good strategy, we know a guy that we can send you to. <laughs> we got a guy. We always got a guy. It's always good to have a guy. We even have a road opener candle in our lineup. Well, that might be the thing that that would be the thing to supercharge the road opener spell, because, you know, if you want to add 
You want to add some oomph because again, you know, sometimes roads are harder to open than others. Absolutely. So I know you were taking a bunch of notes there, Ma. What uh, questions do you have jump up to your mind? Well, you said that you've tweaked your classes mm -hmm. for this year. Do you want to let us know what, what the tweaking has entailed and well, where we can expect to see you go in 2023? Well, the tweaking has entailed a lot of... Um, so so in addition to the the, the coaching, I'm, I'm putting out a lot of one-off classes on the website, you know, a class on like basic necromancy. There's going to be one on money magic that's going to be coming out. I have two on protection. Um, I will, I, I also give my students those classes if I think it's like supplemental material that they need. Because, you know, and it, you know, but I, I, a lot of it has been me tweaking for people's lives, but also me doing a lot of work on the data science end. So like there, there is one class I want to put out and I'm sure only three people are going to ever do it. And it's how to use data science effectively as an occultist. Because I think it's, I think the research of the reality of the world, how it works and how it works for most people is a thing that we as occultists intentionally avoid. And it's been one of the things I am now more aggressive about pounding into my students because just because you're special and you are, if you do magic. I'm the guy who'll tell you, you are fucking a shining beacon of awesome if you do this shit. However, you live in the world. You live in the world that everyone else lives in. And just because you do magic doesn't mean you're not subject to the same likelihoods that the world gives you unless you enchant against them. But how are you going to know what to enchant against unless you research it? You know, case in point, the, like when I, when I do one-off spells for clients, I have often had people come to me and be like, I want a lover. Like, okay, cool. What you want? Well, you know, he has to be above six feet tall and make six figures a year and do these things. And I'm like, okay, cool. Hey, you come into the magic man. I'll do it. But let's look at the percentage of the population of the North American continent that falls under that category. Let's look at where they live. Let's look at where you live to let you know that when I summon this man and he shows up in your life, it will likely be long distance because you live in a small town in Idaho and he lives in Manhattan. So that's fine. And he'll find you online. You know, it'll work, but you got, now you got to lock it down, but also the data science will show you like what choices do these people make? Similarly, you got a guy who's like, I want a hot ass Instagram girlfriend. I'm like, all right, let's look at what their lives are like. Let's research where, like where they tend to live. Cause they all tend to congregate in La in Los Angeles or Miami. Not literally all of them, but many, you know, where do you live? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hmm, well, maybe not for, you know, well, I mean, are you willing to travel or what? But it's things like that. And I, I try to bring people not only, a, not only a good look at the world, but teach them how to look at the world. Like mundane people who are experts at data science and make careers off of it. Our governments, regardless of what country you live in, allocate billions of dollars to data science research. Why do you think that is? You know, our governments allocate billions of dollars to propaganda. Why do you think that is? I have my students learn these things. Like, I, I actually will go and be like, today we are not learning any magic. Or so you think. Like, you know, we're learning how propaganda works. And we're learning to find the spirits of propaganda and how they affect you. What they have. Okay, you might have like two more students in that class now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, when, when I like when, data. Oh, when the, when, the, when the data science for magician class comes out, which probably going to be March for that one, because I need to actually do a bit more research on data science just to really, you know, fill, fill it in and finalize it. 
Um, more than happy to send you guys that one because as I'm just a nerd about it and I'm over here like, man, I'll put out a class on love magic and a bunch of people will buy it. And that's great. I love that. I'll put a class on like, no, this is going to make you better at magic crickets. You know, like, fucking nobody wants it, which is, you know, it is what it is. It is the industry, but that that's a way I've tweaked it. Um, I've definitely tweaked my, I've definitely tweaked my method based on like, for example, I swapped the third and fourth lesson in their order. The third and fourth lesson are respectively protection and then increasing one's personal power in life. I will, I used to give them um, protection first, and now I give them the personal power increase first. Because, you know, if your goal is to, you know, speed your life up and make the things better, I figured that was a smarter move. I figured that was a good timeline thing, even though I do think that protection and magic is good. But then again, you know, I put out that I put out those classes and I got like two dozen emails whenever I was like, don't share your natal chart on the internet. People can print it out and do magic to you. Do not do that. And people are like, oh my God, I shared my natal chart. What do I do? Like, oh, <laughs> you didn't listen, first off. You do some of that magic to affect the past. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can use your natal chart to affect the past you know another thing i teach is um you know the making a doll of yourself and then giving it offerings oh tell and us more like, of that well just like you would any spirit i mean you are a spirit that that pilots a body yeah let's say you're trying to learn astral projection like i suggested you did and let's say you're like hey, that shit's hard man my, my etheric body feels weak as fuck and i'm training it but how do i make it faster i'm like well you can feed it by making the, you know, just like you'd make a doll of anybody else, make one of yourself and then give it offerings, give it incense, give it water, you know, before you go to bed, for example, give it a glass of water, you know, train it, you know, um, have it, you know, if, if, if you can summon your fetch, which, you know, not everybody can, and that doesn't mean the same thing to everybody, make it go inside the doll and give it offerings. You know what I mean? This, this will strengthen you on pretty much every functional level. This is how Absolutely. we do the, the the meta enchantment of it all, right? This is how we do the 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 seeing to it that you know everything works out the way you want it to with your magic that it grows because it is training, but you can train smart as well as hard. Absolutely. So now, just for clarity for the show, because like you said, there are numerous definitions of the fetch out there. In this instance, what uh, what would your definition of the fetch be? Oh, this gets this gets me in trouble with other people in traditional witchcraft circles as everyone has their own <laughs> okay so your fetch is not your etheric body or your astral body by itself it is a separate part of your spiritual body that lives pretty much in your abdomen that can be sent out to act independently of you to learn things to go train with spirits that you can send out and then reabsorb right the body of light can be piloted by the fetch or you or both but you can also pilot your fetch it's just, it's different. It's like, if the body of light is an astral thing, the fetch is more of an etheric, closer to mundane world thing. But again, you know, I'll say that, and there'll be people who are excellent occultists, who are fucking amazing, who have a different definition of the word because we split hairs about terms, especially when different languages are involved, who'll be like, no, 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 that's not what that is at all. And they're, they're amazing. And so you're like, what am I going to do? What am I going to tell you? You're wrong. Like <laughs> <laughs> that is That is how I define it. Fantastic. Just so that everybody's on the same page and, you know, we're all, and I would 
pretty much agree with you. That's basically how I teach what the fetch is as well. So oh, there, there you go. There you go. Well, well, good. As long as you're not like, well, you know, incidentally, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a spicy show. I mean, you know, hey, I, I'm all about I'm all about the straight shooting spicy side. Actually, but right before the right before the the interview, I was talking on the phone to a really good friend, and she was like, you know, I appreciate your candor, but <laughs> you know, you could you could maybe be a little less candid. And I was like, mm, no. no we're good we're good the way we are i think yeah that that is not me today and you know i love that you're looking at the data science thing and you know the thing that really when i started looking at you know the the percentages and the things like that to try and start basing magic on and you know you come up with 20 things that are hindering you and 20 things that'll project you forward and everything i i remember sitting there watching television one night and this commercial comes up on youtube and it's a guy sitting there and he's interviewing the owners of lamborghini and he's mm -hmm. like this is a very rare thing to have you guys on a show this is you know something that you guys you're you're not seen anywhere in social media you're not seen on tv you're not seen anywhere you know why is that and they said well quite simply the people that buy lamborghinis aren't sitting on facebook they aren't sitting here watching youtube and they're not on television they're out creating their world and that, you know, that's one of those data science points where it's like, okay, if you want to be in that top 3%, oh, yeah. you're not going to be sitting here for four or five hours a night watching fucking YouTube and television, you know, get out and kick yourself in the ass and start making those changes. And I think that's one of those first steps that, you know, people don't step into. It's, we all have that. Oh, I don't have the time to do that. I can't, you know, make this happen. I guarantee you do. <laughs> I mean, you you can steal the time. You that that is that is what people have done forever. But I think I think that's I think that that raises an amazing point though, especially when it comes to learning magic for its own sake as well. Like one of the reasons why I tell people learn to astral project, it's hard, but do it. And I'm not amazing at it. Like I'm functionally capable, but I, I I'll be lying to you through my teeth if I said it worked every single time I tried, and it worked to the same degree every single time I tried, you know, there are times when I've had it where I felt like I was fucking daydreaming and I still had, I came back with, you know, cause I do, I do remote viewing exercises with friends that also train. Like we, we practice together. There are times when I'm like, I did not read that thing on the card correctly. I didn't, cause well, you know, it's just like a series of numbers. Someone writes on a card, they live in a different house. You remote view the thing and you try to get the numbers. There are times when I'm like, oh man, like, I don't think it is. Then I got most of them right. You know? And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay, cool. Then there were times when you leave your body and you leave your body. You know what I mean? Like you are really in it to win it. The thing is, I told people, I'm like, yeah, that is a better source of entertainment than, than Netflix. That is a more powerfully life-affirming thing than, you know, and, I, and again, I love me some YouTube. I'm not going to pretend like I don't. I watch more YouTube than I should <laughs> because I have too many fucking hobbies, but I love them all. But like, you know, but at the same time, it's like, what's a better way to spend your, your your day? Literally astrally projecting, flying around your neighborhood, going and talking to spirits, learning more magic from spirits directly, or, you know, re-watching The Office. I've actually never seen The Office. I'm told I'm terrible for that, but um, I'm told that The Office is the thing that people re-watch constantly. I re-watch the movie The Crow constantly, so, because it can't rain all the time. But um, exactly. <laughs> but, but but no, like so it's a thing, you know. It's like it's it's you do the hard thing, 
you delay the gratification and you have the success. And it's kind of, it, these, these habits compound. And it's funny because some of my clients have taught me more about this than I've taught them because they'll come to me and they'll be successful fucking people. Like way, way more successful than I am at this point in my life or I've ever been. And they'll be like, okay, cool. You know, I'm good. I, I own these three companies and, you know, I make this much money and I have these properties that I'm renting out and I do this magic and I really just want to make my life better. And I'm like, oh, um, okay, what does that even look like? Because your life sounds fucking amazing to me. Like, oh, but it could be so much better. But then they actually answer my question. They show me how much better it can be. And I'm like, fuck, you're not kidding. You're not yeah, kidding. to learn to dream big. And they got there already, right? By doing it. And so- but that's the thing. I mean, they inspire Just me to, to dream bigger and bigger in my yep. life. I mean, it's like, you know, you got to ask yourself, like, you know, like, well, how how high can it go? You know, like, it's, well, it's a and, and that's something that we talked about on the last time we had you on the show was, you know, don't be afraid to have that big ask. Sometimes where you are and where your station is, you don't know just how big that ask can be. Oh, it's, oh, it's absolutely true. But it's kind of like, so the people that I talked to before I even put the method together, Right. Like I, I got the opportunity to talk to interview, just sit with a bunch of successful occultists. And these are not people that you'll find on social media talking about it. These are not people. And, and again, not to disparage people on social media talking about it. I am that thing. You are that thing. But, you know, I mean, I remember sitting in one of the most opulent homes I've ever sat in across from just a guy. Like Joe Everyman looking dude who had more magic than I have almost ever seen in a person who was just like, no, no, I did the heptamer on, you know, like, like I did that and I made my businesses grow. And then I did this magic and I did that. And then the spirits taught me how to do this. And then these are the strategies that I came up with. And I'm like, looking around at this, this palace that he fucking lived in that like, he's letting me stay a night in because I had to travel to go there. And I'm like, you did all this with magic. And he's like, I absolutely did all this with magic. He's like, there's no way I could have done it. And he showed me the receipts, the ledgers, everything. He proved it to me. And the, that was a humbling experience because like there are things that you'll experience as a magician that will raise your standards for what's possible in some places, but not in others. You know, I have done Goetia, stood across the circle from a spirit I could see like I could see my hand. I have had that experience, that faith-affirming, magic-affirming experience. But I was still the same person who was so much of a coward that I couldn't look at that man's house and go, this can be mine. And that is a thing you got to look at in yourself. And don't be cruel to yourself about it, but 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 ask yourself, like, why is this possible and not that? What is the difference? If I can do one, how hard can the other really be? It's just time I have to spend. And limiting beliefs, right? Oh, like no, he, yeah, no, he didn't... Good care whereas the rest of us are like well i think a lot really, of i don't know if we if that's really for us yeah a lot of it is that you're bullied into not believing something should be for you because you know you'll see people yeah. it's, it's funny because um there there's an exercise that uh, a friend gave me a long time ago and it was if you really want to know what's wrong with you ask someone who fucking hates you <laughs> like ask I mean, you literally find someone who doesn't like you and be like i want you to tell me every fucking thing that's wrong with me Oh, they'll do it. They'll be happy to do it. And after they're done talking about the bullshit that they don't like about you, they'll tell you the truth. They'll tell you what you need to hear. I did that once, and I was told that I was an entitled son of a bitch, among other things. Now, some of the other things I was told were true. 
But when I was told I was entitled, I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, like, qualify that. Like, well, you just think everything's going to work for you. And this person knew I did magic. And I was like, but I do magic. Like, of course, everything's going to work for me. Like, yeah, but you don't have to fucking act like it. I was like, oh, yeah, I do. And I'm over here like, you're just a villain in someone's story if you believe in yourself. I mean, it really, it, it was, it was, a, it was, it was one of those moments that actually put me on the path that I am now. Was, this happened before a lot of it, but I remember being like, "What the hell? Like, when did believing in yourself become a problem?" Right. But it has, and that's because just said at the set at the risk of sounding a bit tinfoil hat, like there are plenty of people that don't want you to succeed in the world. Actually, a lot of people. Yeah, don't but want it's to succeed. And so, sad, you know, sad, sad, sad. You, you got to ask yourself, like, well, fuck it, like, and it's not like it's not like a grand conspiracy of like we are the council of we hate Alex, and we are meeting on our bi-monthly meeting to see how we can fuck this guy up because he's getting too big for his britches. But it's literally like, you know, you go to school and you're taught how to work for other people. You know, instead of the risk of sounding like a stereotypical American libertarian. You go to the you go to the school. You're taught how to work for other people. You're not even taught how to think for yourself or critically think. You go to college, and the first two years of college, you're relearning everything you should have learned in high school. You know, you go through all that stuff, and finally, you have a degree, and you know some things in theory, maybe, but you're not taught how to want. And that's another thing too. We as magicians are bad at wanting. For people who cast circles and chant for hours and astral project and send our fetches we are bad at wanting it is not a crime to be like for example i have i have literally been across a zoom call between students who are who are on the verge of tears being like i feel horrible but i want the person i'm with to be beautiful and you're like of course you fucking do why why would you not want them to be beautiful they're like because i'm not beautiful and i'm not it's i'm not going to be this like hippie who's gonna be like oh it's okay I'm like, i don't give a fuck i want you to win you can be fucking Danny DeVito. This other guy is, and he got what he wanted. Like, fucking, <laughs> again, if you want if you want the hippy-dippy, oh, we're all, no, that's not me. I'm the guy who's going to tell you how to win, but I'm also going to be the guy who's going to be like, look, if you don't let yourself want, really yearn. It's it's that thing that gets you, that gets you up in the morning that like, because there are certain things that you can't deny that you like. The music that you like, the aesthetic that you like, the car that you want to drive. The thing that you spend time looking at on social media that you're like saving up to buy, that feeling. I remember as a kid, there was, a, there was a, this guitar magazine that I looked at. I had it. And I kept looking at the picture of this guitar that I wanted to have for so long. Because again, I was a kid. I didn't, have a, I didn't have a fucking job, right? Like I was like 13, 14. Now, of course, I did magic and I got it. But looking at the picture, you, I, there was no question in my mind that I wanted it that I wanted it for myself, for my own pure fucking reasons. And we as a society, we as magicians are taught not to want. This is actually kind of a, an exclusively English language speaking world problem. You go to any occultist in fucking Brazil or Eastern Europe or Asia, the country known as, right? Like, those, you know, you go, you go to anywhere else and they're like, nah, fuck it, I want that, I'm gonna get it. But you talk to an English speaking magician, it's like, oh, well, you know, I need to have the thing that's right for me. And I'm like, no, motherfucker, I know what's right for me. <laughs> I know it here. I know I know it in my balls, what's right for me. Like, I know exactly what I need and what I want, but, we're, but we don't let ourselves do that. That's actually one of the hardest things that I've had to get my students to, to open their mind to. It's like, bro, you're here. 
you're learning magic. You're learning magic to make your life better. And you're afraid to want, you're afraid to want someone beautiful, but who doesn't? It goes, it comes all back to worthiness. And uh, it's incredible in our society how much we feel we are not worthy of the great grand things. So it is, a, it is a process. And I love that you are recognizing that in your students and creating the ripple once again. That is so cool. I, I fucking try. I mean, my goal is to take a student and make them someone who doesn't just want artfully. Like, I don't want you to just hunger. I want you to be a connoisseur of desire. I want you to be the kind of person who goes, I will have not only my dream life, my dream life will be vast. It will be you know, multidimensional. Like a good example is I, I I really focus a lot in my training on like the mind palace techniques and really building that etheric temple, but actually building it. Like I have people get like graph paper, like old D&D maps and map <laughs> that shit out. Like you don't need to know architecture to do it, but literally do it and then walk through it and do it. And I'm, I tell them like, fill it with the thing. No, like ask these rooms to show you what you really want and don't flinch from it. Like, don't be afraid of being shown what you really, really want. Because if you get a lesser version of that, there are spirits that keep track. Because these things have medieval mindsets, even to medieval people, right? Like they don't look at you and go, oh, well, you know, they're being they're being very, very kind and very, very woke about this. They'll look at you and be like, that isn't what you wanted. We gave you what you asked for, but you're not behaving like that's what you wanted. You're not hungry. You're settling. It. Right. And again, you're going to do all this magic and all this shit to settle. I'm not. <laughs> that ain't me. Like, And it shouldn't be you. It shouldn't be any of you listening to this. It shouldn't be any fucking buddy who, who picks up magic and is serious. Absolutely. Don't settle. Go big. I agree. No, absolutely. Fucking do it. I mean, and, and again, even if, if, you're, if I'm not the one to teach you, teach it to yourself. Like, you know, if, if you learn one thing, like I've, I've said this in a lot of my one-off classes, like if there's one thing you take away from it is this, if there's one thing that anyone takes away from hearing me speak now, I hope it is that you are owed the the right to, to dream, to yearn, to want. And if you have magic and you really have it, if you know you're good at it, if you're good enough that you can rely on it, then the two, the bridge between the two is something you just need to build. And you can, you said to do it. That's awesome. That's an awesome takeaway for today. That's fantastic. <laughs> You're now speechless. That, I'm just always wowed and awed whenever Alex and I get to talk because, you know, he's no, one of, one of, he's one of those people I could sit here and listen to for hours and hours and hours because he's somebody who knows that knowledge without mileage is bullshit. So let's put on the miles. And I love it. No, it is. It is awesome. There's nothing. It's like, oh, I just looked at the time and we're like way over your time. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm so sorry about that. We apologize, <laughs> but we are. Um, it is so great to listen to you. And so we're we're. We're honored you said yes again. So how well, I'd be happy to. I mean, listen, listen, you guys were one of the, you guys were the, the first podcast I was on. I will come back all the time. You guys helped me make my career what it is. So oh, awesome. really thank you, the both of you. It's such a great community when we can all build each other, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. That's what that's what it should be about. I mean, there's yeah, 
I, I could I could go on for a while about the duplicitous shit occultists do to each other, but that's all. That's a topic for another interview. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. and and really, why? I mean, I think that uh, our message is better that we're all better together, and I don't know. Just with my word of the year, ripple. I think we all create a ripple, and we can make a freaking uh, tidal wave when we work together. So. Well, raise the vibration be. oh for sure absolutely i'm here for that well once again this was absolutely delightful oh my pleasure truly you bet and we will absolutely take you up on that and have you on again for season three and yeah i need to know, do that I, I want to look at the data the data class <laughs> like, like i said when i when i put that on, i'm going to send it to you guys just 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 because you seem interested and i want more people to nerd out with <laughs> we we love that <laughs> so. awesome well thank you so much for coming on and spreading your pearls of wisdom again alex it's been a pleasure as always well i'm glad to be here